Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of We Like Having Fun. That is an Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker recap podcast. I think is what I usually say. Um, it is February 20th, and we are going to be reviewing and recapping two episodes of Office Hours Live, one from February 10th and one from February 17th. I am joined, as always, by my brother Joe and a guy named Mike Tucci. Um, you guys doing good? Just want to yes, say I'm hi. Yes, I'm doing good. Hello. Just doing good. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm do- yeah, I'm good. No news? Great. Nothing? Gotcha? No. No. Okay. No. Nothing. Um, we could probably talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. If you guys watched any of the Super Bowl special, we can go down that hole as well. Um, there was lots of lots of content. Uh, I didn't watch the Wendy Kirby Valentine special. Sorry, I have not had time. Um, and But I did watch a little Office Hours East. And I did watch a lot of that Super Bowl, which I thought was very good. And um, we'll start with this Dave England from Jackass from February 10th. We're going to start with that episode, um, which I enjoyed uh, this guy. I really, you know, Jackass was a pretty big part of my life growing up, and I really could barely remember this guy his face as being like super familiar to the jackass world to me um i guess he's been in a lot of bits and and stuff but he's not one of to me not one of the you know star first tier jackass players am i crazy or is he is he one of the number one tier guys i, I don't know maybe my memory is just a mess but I think you're right on that. I think I don't think he was like one of the main people that got all the good bits, but I feel like he was featured frequently in the movies, like throughout all the movies. And I think they oh he was sort of like the guy that you felt bad for because they gave him like these rotten things to do, and he maybe was taking a lot of abuse. But they all seem to take a lot of abuse in those movies. So, like I I think I can remember the particular bit with um, him taking the crap in the toilet. Like, that's the most memorable thing. Like, in the the Home Depot, like, hardware store, he's, like, taking a crap in that toilet. But, like, they went through that whole bit within the show, talking about, or maybe that was even on, um, he was the guest on Downcast also, so I'm confusing where mm-hmm. he said what yeah. and when. Yeah, I think the, I think the Home, he brought up the Home Depot toilet on Downcast. I think, but yeah, no, I think Dave England, I mean, yeah, Jackass was a big part of my life too. Um, and yeah, I knew Dave England. I guess he was more of like an ancillary, you know, character. Was he there. in the earliest shows? Ah, you know, I can't, I can't answer that for sure, but I do okay. remember him well, well enough. I've seen him, you know, a lot. Uh, he always had shorter hair and but yeah, he was the guy that they just made I and mean, they all did bad stuff, but like, yeah, a lot of poo poo pee pee. 
uh, a lot of that stuff, butt stuff. Um, well, he didn't, he up. didn't like, he maybe didn't like talk as much. Right. Right. Like bam. And to... some of these other guys, Steve-O and all these guys, they like, you know, you knew them. They spoke, they like had lot, you know, they had bits and lines and I feel like this guy would just show up and you'd see his weird looking face and he'd be, you know, he'd yeah. do something funny. Yes. And he was, yeah. Like he, he was maybe picked on a little, not picked on, but just like kind of getting the brunt of some, all right, we got some yeah. really terrible thing to do. Let's have Dave England do it. Uh, I think yeah. that's what he was saying is like they liked his reactions to things. Like he took things really badly and like he would have like facial, like physical reactions to things and they liked that. And it was sort of like put in the movies forwardly, like his reacting to things badly. But yeah, maybe, we, maybe he was more of a movie guy too rather than the show. But either way, I, rem I, I, they said Dave England from Jackass like during the week. That's who they're going to have. And then he was on and I was like, who the fuck is Dave England from Jack? You know, like they, when we finally got on the show, I was like, I don't, am I confused? Have I been not watching Jackass recently? But, you know, it slowly came back to me who he was. Um, so either way, anybody from Jackass obviously is going to add something. And I think it showed that this guy is, you know, had a lot. It does have things to say and probably could have been, you know, maybe, you know, he was a, he was a witty guy and funny guy. And I thought he, uh, you know, he kind of slid in there pretty good with the, with the crew here. Um, so, uh, let's just roll through with some little dumb things that happened here. We got, we got Doug with a new catchphrase saying, Hey, um, it's kind of cute. I know. Uh, uh, Tim's cocaine was gone and, um, Dave England's coffee was bitter. Uh, so like he was jumping over, he was jumping into these little bit, you know, he'd hear a line and, you know, kind of, uh, kind of jump in early, which was nice. The boys, the, the, the boys saw the Beatles episode three in IMAX with some friends. Um, sounded like a fun time. Of course, uh, I think that's the kind of stuff if I lived in LA would be real fun to, to, you know, to go hang with the boys. I'm real jealous sure. when they do these little hangs with, with the local crews. And, uh, I personally haven't seen the third episode of that Beatles thing yet. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I just haven't done it yet. Wait, what is it? The third, what is it about the third episode? It's wow, the, the final one. Yo, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Sorry. I forgot there was three. I thought there was, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's the one to see then. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what the hell. Uh, Dick Hole Productions. <laughs> um, I wrote Dick Hole Productions, but I think you know, I'm coming day and night. Some of these, some of these notes, I don't remember what they mean. Uh, oh, this is <laughs> oh, I co I'm coming day and night was a was a drop that I noted. It was good. I'm coming day and night. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's after Tim messed up and said Dick Hole Productions instead of Dick House Productions. And we had the board horse as a big, a big entity in the show. Board horse had come out earlier that week mm -hmm. and I saw it on Twitter and I was like, this is, <laughs> this is a perfect uh, Phil Braun ism here. Uh, he drew this board horse, put it on Twitter. It was, <laughs> it's just, um, 
I don't know. It's just almost perfect. It's a just very silly, dumb photo uh, or, you know, or a little drawing. I love it. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I was like, I want to buy. I want to buy the board horse. Like, I was like, I want the board horse NFT. Like, the, the, if I'm going to get an NFTs, this is where it's going to start. It's going to start with board horse. Um, I'm into it now. I'm into board horse. So, so the, the boys, uh, you know, Tim lifted the board horse, stuck some Beatles, uh, you know, album covers and stuff on the board horses and we had, they're having a giveaway of the NFTs of the board horses, which, you know, this was some, I, I was like, I want one of those, you know, like I, yeah. I, I was totally won over by board horse in the world of NFTs. Um, so those are my, those are my feelings about board horse. What'd you guys think of board horse? <laughs> I love it. I'm, I, I, I wish I would have come up with, of course, of course, like there's going to be some, you know, mockery of NFTs and office hours. And it should have, I feel like I should have been there doing them. Um, glad that Phil got in on it. Yeah. That, that's just, just the, the quality of the image is like on brand with kind of what you really see with the more popular NFTs as in like they're shitty. Um, so good. yeah yeah and and i just love this i love the this this whole bit like the thread of this bit just kind of lingering on throughout this episode and we get to hear from phil's lawyer again which is uh always a good time old joel joel temperlane yeah, yeah it was, man, I, 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 it was rolling along it was rolling along on twitter all week which was yeah, fun. yeah. so i'm glad it made i knew it was going to make its way in but it was um yeah, it was just a fun one from the get. Board horse, Joe? You want a board horse NFT? I saw it on Instagram. Uh, I follow Phil on Instagram, and I saw the board horse, and <laughs> I w I liked it. Like I also liked it, but um, it was just I wasn't sure where that where it was going and what was what was the connection to where it came in the show, and then when it did with the, the Beatles thing and. I just thought that was a funny idea to steal it and then repackage it and like then have it have Phil come in on the show and mm -hmm. you know just you know the, the the entry point of him like having his you know uh, appearance on the show and having his green screen and pulling things up like that the comedy of that is really funny to me it's like maybe the highlight of the episode was like for me is like having that play out throughout the whole show and the Beatles fit, like tag and all of that. It was good. It was real good. Real funny. Agree. So, um, I bought a board horse t-shirt. Did you? Yeah. Where were they no, selling? I'll wear it. <laughs> I don't know. I saw it on Phil's thing and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to support Phil. Oh, he, Phil is selling it. Phil is hawking his own board oh, horse shit. shirts. I didn't know that. I don't, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they announced the half, the uh, Super Bowl special during this episode in the middle of the episode and announced they were going to have their very own halftime show with Mary Lattimore, the harpist. Um, so did you guys watch this? 
Yeah, yeah, I did. I actually, I think I, I caught most of it. I, I was, I was a little bit late to the Super Bowl, but I, um, you know, I had, I had this, the watch along on, had the game on mute, and uh, yeah, it's the, it's a great way to watch. Uh, really, it's a great way to watch the Super Bowl if you're an Office Hours fan. Um, you know, it's not, it's, it's called not watching the Super Bowl, but clearly Tim is is at odd times very glued to the game and reacting to it. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. It was um, it was enjoyable last year, and um, I hope they keep doing it. Uh, I didn't I didn't participate in the the watch along this year. I sort of just I have to confess I sort of forgot about it a little bit and just put the game on and. You know, I was half watching the game and just hanging out with my wife, and so it, I missed the opportunity maybe on my part. Of, and going back to it seems sort of like you you had to be there, sort of thing. So I'm if you guys tell me that I should go out of my way to check this out, still maybe I'll do that. I think um, if but. I think if you're hurting for content some week and you want to like you know you just you know you're at work and you want to listen to something like I do think it's it was back to. I actually really enjoy this style of game them night. hanging out. It's very, uh, yeah, it's very game night-ish. It's very laid back. Mm-hmm. I think even after watching the game, um, I, I watched it after. I watched it like four days later. It was fine. And honestly, the for me, one of the highlights, and I think, I think you think, I think you would probably really like too, Joe, was the Larry Mary Lattimore halftime show. She played this insane ambient harp jam for like, 25 minutes that was like really amazing so i'm a fan of her actually i i do actually like her and i uh have an album and i i like her music yeah dude that was awesome i i didn't wasn't expecting that yeah she has like loop pedal and you know it's pretty tricky she jammed real hard and um it was just super cool um other highlights tim smoked a joint I yeah, mean, they, I they all like so. smoked a joint in there, which was kind of funny. Um, I actually didn't finish the whole thing; it's long as shit. So, um, but it was very—you know—I think I only have about half hour left or something. But you know, I think following along with the game, um, it's a classic, like allowing Zoomers on to just to not—you know—I don't know what it is about these game nights and stuff, but I feel like. It's it's so much more laid back that the Zoomers aren't as nervous, and they're like just there to have discussions rather than. It's just a much more gentle environment, you know. Nobody's like on there and scared, and there's no pressure to to be good or to be a dud or not be a dud. So, it just makes for people to come in comfortably and talk. And I don't know, it's just a kind of a different vibe, which is nice and different every once in a while. It feels less rushed and less, I don't know, like these these Office Hours episodes, I don't know, for whatever reason, because they're the expectation or, or something, there's something about them yeah. that the, um, you know, like when somebody comes on the Zoom, you like want something and I don't know about the Super Bowl, it's like everybody had stuff, they had games, they had, they had um, whatever, you know, I, I felt that way and I have that more so than the regular show. And I, I don't know why that is, but it probably be probably because it is just, that's what I would perceive as everybody was excited about it being a, a game day. And like the big theme of things is, is, is we're going to hang out and watch this long thing. 
and it's they're in it for a, a long session like just knowing that that's the formula there is no like pressure of a show there is no like we got to keep things moving territory it's like more laid back so it's just i wonder if it's just way. them knowing that they're that literally only the patreon people are there you know what i mean it's like a few hundred yeah. people rather than thousands of people and there's no celeb guest it's just just the boys and you can tell they're all screwing around they're like slowly eating chicken wings and yeah I was taking their say, time and yeah there's a lot of factors that probably play you know it's nighttime right so it's later in the day they're eating you know, mm -hmm. you know drinking hanging out there's yeah like i think like a typical office hour show yeah there is a little bit of like anxiousness there when i'm when i'm listening sometimes because you're just going from segment to segment so it's like mm -hmm. less programmed and it and it, it that that type of environment breeds really funny moments um like captain carlin was great like that was i thought that was really funny um and that leaked into the latest episode of office hours but um mm -hmm. yeah there's more like organic natural things that are happening um game nights are great I, I, they haven't really they haven't done a game night in a while right i think it was maybe greg and simone was was maybe the last one or maybe there was one before that uh, or sorry since then but um yeah i, I, re I very much enjoy um on like a nighttime with the boys <laughs> yeah i have not much more to say about it other than i did watch the actual game and i felt a little bit burned by the whole like watching two bad teams play football and knowing my team was eliminated already like, i know dude i uh... i had a hard time with that i watched that game and i felt like the highlight for me was actually the halftime show of the actual game that i i found that to be worthy of a watch also yeah i like that too so um yeah the you know but my my left i'm left with just just the sourness of watching that end of that game and just being like that should have been my team that won that super bowl like i don't know I'm, that left me just feeling bad so. Yeah, I was a little bitter too. I'm not in the, you know, I'm just, I'm only a Bills fan because I'm in upstate New York now, you know, mm. it's, but still I watched them all season and yeah, it sucked. Those were two bad teams. <laughs> that was yeah, because the, the Chiefs and the Bills are great, you know, like that was, that matchup was incredible. Um, but yeah, if, if anyone, if you guys haven't listened to um, the, uh, not watching the Super Bowl, um, definitely do it. Give it, uh, Joe, you should, you should probably go back and just throw it on. Easy yeah, I, I plan to actually now that you guys have sold me a little bit on it. Like I I am sometimes in the mood to listen to stuff like that at work, long form things like that. So yeah, it's it's a real easy listen, and there's actually a lot of good shit in there. I mean, I mean some of the stuff that I can I kind of forgot. No, I don't know. I'm kind of all over the place when I'm listening to this stuff, but it, I guess I kind of forgot like what was from the episode, what was from that. But that was definitely a good Patreon score. Um, back to the other episode, I wrote John Lovitz, love him. I think they talked about wanting to get John Lovitz on the show and they were doing some John Lovitz impersonations. Somebody called and talked about yes. Bob Schneider. Um, I don't know why I wrote that down. I think I just thought it was funny. They're calling him Bob Schneider. Tim got a real kick out of Vic, Vic calling him Bob Schneider. I liked real quick. I liked him doing uh, the Lovitz impersonation. I want more of that. I love John Lovitz. So Me too. I would. That'd be a great score. Oh, huge! Yeah, I love. I love, um, love it. Carpool tunnel syndrome. 
Nice long pun like here by this guy. guy. I like the Zoomer a lot. I like this guy's vibe. Yeah, I mean, he, he, just, he, just, he just did pretty good. You know, he just did pretty good out there. He had a long pun, you know, and I think everybody appreciated that. You know, I think I think Doug threw crickets in there. Yeah, he did. That son of a bitch and uh, yeah. grasshoppers. He really <laughs> yeah. He got, Tim he called them grasshoppers. <laughs> um, the crickets. They're not grasshoppers. So, um, but this guy won an NFT and he chose the Sergeant Pepper's NFT. I wouldn't have picked that one. Um, City of the Day, brought to you by the Dog Mouth Body Tongue. Mm. Hmm. What do we think of the Dog Mouth Body Tongue? I liked this imagery. I liked this idea. Um, it's, <laughs> you know, the picture on there and just the whole idea is pretty, pretty filthy and pretty funny. And I think I... I think it was pretty low key and um I don't I don't know. Hell Michigan was the uh was the city of the day and Tim did not like this bit whether it was real or not. He just didn't like it. I thought it was kind of <laughs> he's kind of mean to that guy, but yeah, I went um, on a Google Maps as soon as this guy I, I was watching this show live and I he was naming you know, he's naming all these businesses that were there and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's that's the hell of Michigan, man. Um, um I wrote good idea small read. I don't I don't think there was a long read for the dog mouth body tongue. Um it was more just the idea. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Any thoughts, guys? It's not I I would say uh it's it grossed me out a little bit like thinking about the whole concept of it the little graphic was funny as it always is and it makes the idea come to fruition and and become a product of some sort but it's really silly and it's a very long stretch of an idea so (laughs) i feel like um it's it's always amusing when it's something so ridiculous that they're actually putting out there as a thing like i feel like this was you know, very half-assed, in my opinion. But oh. whatever, whatever. <laughs> oh. Like, oh my! Um, I, yeah, I, I, don't I just feel like it's it's one of these so super silly ideas that I don't even know how you can proceed. <laughs> but yeah, he does, I mean, and they do. So whatever, you know. Yeah, no, I, I'm, this one wasn't for me either. I don't know. Oh. I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I would maybe maybe he's just lost on me. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's a dog mouth body tongue i mean just look at the i know i know i I think i like it more and more that i say it and more that i see it like i think it's just the the sneaky good combination of those words just just i don't know (laughs) rough dog mouth body tongue yeah that's that's what i like about it I, i think i like it's sneaky those words are horrible together and the picture, this guy with like the comb over, it's, I don't know who that is. It's like the same guy in both photos and they've got him, you know, with the tattoo and his head turned and, <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty brilliant. Um, yeah. Well, if that one is far fetched, uh, no pun intended, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just to transition to this week's one, just to have a little comparison here, we have the camel boost cigarettes 
which are so close to reality. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what you. What you that's what I smoke. These inhale things. I don't know if I talked <laughs> about these on the show. Did I? I'm not sure. No, if you the, bring, or, or if I was I think off. offline because I always bring it up because if for listen, listeners, Mike is just puffing. Well, like I energy have flavored. This, well, they have. I don't. I have a vitamin B12 inhaler, which was one of the gags of the Camel Boost cigarettes. But they were like caffeine. I mean, these really do exist. They don't. They're not. They're not dipped cigarettes, but um, we dipping. They dip. You know, these are the closest. I think this is maybe the closest to reality. Um, you know, sponsor yeah. that we've ever had. Um, yeah. So much so that online. People were saying on the Instagram because Matt posted like a full screen photo. They're like, oh, shit, I thought this was real. A bunch of people thought that. And it looks and it is extremely close to reality and not not far fetched at all. So just to back up, I I smoke these inhale health things. They're called um, because I have they're called inhale health. And here's one right here. This is a melatonin one and I smoke it before bed. and I have some vitamin B12 ones, and they're just like little vapes, but they don't have any nicotine. They don't have anything in them. It's literally just these vitamins. And I don't know. It's just like a dumb thing. But I got them to try to cut cigarettes, which I still occasionally have a cigarette or two. And I'm trying to just completely eliminate those from my life. So I was like, oh, I'll get these things. If I ever have the urge to have a puff, I'll take a little vitamin puff. And they're kind of silly. And I don't know whether they're you know, doing anything or not, or there's just a placebo or just whatever. But there's a huge market for this stuff. And these companies, once I like bought one little sample pack, they came out of the woodwork and have been hammering me with ads and they have caffeine boosted things. All sorts of this kind of stuff exists. Not so far as like the main RJ Reynolds tobacco company to have made that, but we are probably you know, months away from a a caffeine boosted cigarette. Like I would not be surprised. They already have the caffeine inhalers. They got all sorts of this kind of shit existing. So would not be surprised in the slightest if this came to reality. So I don't know whether this makes this a good ad or uh, I don't know what kind of points you get for like truth or funniness. To me, it hit so close to home. I wasn't like bursting out laughing. I was just like, Oh, okay. Well, he's well, on to it. You know, he's on to something, you know. We just we just had the big boy cigarettes. So we have just seen these cigarette packs on the screen already. And yeah. A little bit. So it, yeah. it didn't feel like comedy to me. It just felt like, okay, this it looks like something that probably exists. And Yeah, big boy, big boy. I prefer the big boy cigarette read because it was a little more ridiculous. This one being, like I said, being so close to reality. Oh, which one is that? <laughs> this one's called um, Ripple. And I don't know what it is. It just tastes like mango. And yeah. this whole thing is like essential oils or something. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just like kind of bullshit. But thought I'd take a puff for so the old show. sounds like fucking bullshit to me. But uh, it just seems like, you know, the whole point is to prey upon people to, that are getting over smoking cigarettes and make them buy other bullshit to keep it going you know like they you can't just fully quit you have to keep having the oral fixation you know keep it going and then you know eventually maybe pick up smoking again i don't know what the long game is but 
it seems like bullshit. I, I'm very annoyed by the whole vaping Those industry. Those pissed. Um, no, yeah, yeah. Well, they're you know like the new companies that are making this stuff. They're making nicotine free. I mean, one of the problem with vapes that I had, I did try vaping back you know some years ago, and um, those vapes are like loaded with way more nicotine than the cigarettes ever were. So it was like, why are you know? So you'd get way more addicted to nicotine from the vapes, but these new ones they don't have any nicotine in them, so. They're just like weird flavored nothingness, which if it's proven to be that this is not very unhealthy for me um, and I take it, you know, it's not like I'm puffing on these things all day. I rarely even touch these things. But um, for me, it is it does fulfill some of that maybe urge to go light and burn actual tobacco and nicotine into my lungs. So I don't care. I don't really care. I, I mean, I'm just. I'll I'll try whatever kind of dumb little thing if it'll um eventually maybe get me fully away from smokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Heaters. The re- the realism of this sponsor definitely yeah, yeah, I I wasn't I wasn't uh, cackling, but I but the, the part where the the flavors made me laugh, guava, citrus and octane. Mm-hmm. I thought that that octane was funny and that that was good, but yeah, I think you know the close proximity to big boy cigarettes. The visual of big boy cigarettes is just so superior. Funny. Yeah, yeah, the three in one. It back, has tatarine in it. <laughs> yeah, which so, is that component in all those stupid energy drinks? The taurine, taurine, yeah, or whatever. Taurine, taurine, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it's a good ad. I mean, it's a good, it's a good ad. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's good. good. It, I mean, it's it good because dog it's... mouth or whatever. <laughs> yeah that, well, that's mouth, what, okay i'll okay, give it he, that. Li- he likes it better than dog not mouth. funny but neither are funny but neither are All funny right. <laughs> joe's blowing it today. <laughs> their smiles i'm sorry it. It, okay i Moving feel back like to the, the only part that is funny is the the read and if it's going to be pulled off and if it's not going to be pulled off the stumbling over the flavors and the read was, was a lot better for camel boost cigarettes i'll say yeah it was Tim actually uh was in the mood to like give it the old yes. go and we'll get into why that is and i think it has to do always has to do with the guest and things like that the joe biden effect um so going back to the other episode we had some jackass talk um you know i wasn't even sh- like i wasn't sure if the guy was serious when you know tim was like oh buster keaton and he was like um yeah, they were. He was a big influence on us. I'm like, is he serious? Was Jackass getting deep with you know silent film comedy stuff, or was he, you know, I couldn't really tell if that was true. But um, I liked the just Jackass deep dive for a little while. That's always interesting to me. Those guys, um, like I said, the promotion earlier, of Jackass has been on the rise right now. You know, like it's been in the a lot of podcasts have been giving you giving it some talk and it's been getting some air because they're promoting it so i feel like it's in the ether right now and everybody has something to, to add about their love of of jackass and uh mm-hmm. it's interesting right now because it's like two weeks ago everybody was talking about scream now we're all talking about jackass and it's like these throwback things that we keep going back to that are that were relevant 20 years ago and now we're back in there again suddenly it's 
I don't know who's talking about Scream, but who's talking about Scream? Scream, you know, five came out or whatever, and everybody was talking about that for like two weeks, and so right now it's like we're on Jackass. I don't know who everybody is. It must be some podcast you listen to that are talking about Scream. I haven't heard one human being talk about Scream. in my life. All right. Well, I heard like three <laughs> or four different podcasts that yeah. were talking about it that week. And this week, they're all talking about Jackass. So, well, Joe, I, when I movies like come out, the podcasts talk about the movies. Promotionally. And what are you trying to say here? That's what happens every week of every year of yes. our lives. A movie comes out and a bunch of podcasts talk about it. This isn't a new situation. Yeah. I'm not presenting what, it as what a is, new what, situation. I was just okay. saying, like, this, we're in the mode, though. The thing is, like, it's this nostalgic thing that is being pushed, though. Like, we're talking about something that came out, like, 20 years ago. Again, like, it's brand new. And we're, like, living in that world for this episode. And it it was a fun episode to listen to because I was there for it. And I remember enjoying Jackass through all the years. And and I think you had said, I wonder if Jackass was really interested in these Buster Keaton sort of sensibilities. I think it was like they were making those films with some thought. It wasn't just all straight gags. Like there was thought into those movies. And okay. I you started a rant like a second ago the, that made it seem like you were sick of talking about jackass, but that's not true. Well, because I've been bombarded by so many smart people talking about jackass within the past two weeks or what now yeah. week. I feel like I have the older overload of talking points on Jackass where I okay. couldn't previously, but now I can say a few things because I've, I can regurgitate <laughs> things I've just heard on other people saying it. So, yeah, the Buster okay. Keaton thing was interesting because that that was like a thing two weeks ago. He was saying he read a book and like I feel like I heard someone talk about that book for being promoted. So it's all this stuff is just in the ether right now. And it's so uh, well. For me personally, I have not, I don't, I don't listen, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't have these days. I just not listening to a lot of podcasts. So this is hearing about jackass for me was very singular to this episode of office hours live. Nobody else is really talking about jackass. You know, I guess maybe some people at work maybe were like, oh yeah, the new jackass movie is coming out or something. Um, so for me, it just I hadn't heard people talking about it. I hadn't thought about Jackass in a long time, and it did bring up a lot of nostalgic memories. Um, I mean, I used to. I mean, I think that the whole re- my whole life is kind of changed by Jackass because when Jackass came out, I think I was like a senior in high school, freshman in college, and you know, started shooting stupid little videos. Like it was the first time me and my friends would like take the video camera and do stuff because we were just imitating Jackass. And, uh, you know, that turned into like, oh, you know, what can we do with these videos? Like, like, let's try in-camera editing, you know, and just some of that stuff all mm-hmm. came from Jackass. And it was like, you know, as, as good or bad or Lord lame as Jackass is or was, it still is a pretty profound, uh, important thing. And so to like hear somebody talk about it again years later, uh, and like you're saying, Joe, everybody talking about how important it was and everything. I think there's a, I think it's, it's a worthy, it's a worthy thing. And it's, you know, it's kind of cool that just these kind of prankster skater guys came up with this stupid concept um, of just let's go hurt ourselves in interesting ways and do really silly, gross stuff. And 
I mean, how many fucking things have come out like that or from that over the year, you know, over these past, you know, 20 some odd years, it's like, so gosh darn influential not maybe not in the best way you know just like a lot of trash has been made because of that too but um gotta hand it to those skater boys you know yeah look they they didn't oversaturate it though like they didn't i mean they had four movies right that's not oversaturating well they had seasons of tv you know they had like you know they were on mtv yeah in in the beginning yeah i mean I don't know that I don't think of Jackass as the movies. I think of it as the TV show personally. I for kind of forget about the movies. I don't know if I've even seen all the movies. I think I've seen the first movie. Um, but they're not they're not what comes to mind for me. Uh but I think it was because I was a little obsessed with those shows growing up. Dude, you got some jackass okay. thoughts? Yeah, I just wanted to tie a bow on the jackass thing. For me, um, they were super influential um in my youth like you mike i mean I, you know we did uh, my friends i did a lot of dumb things but i think mostly positive influences because yeah it got us out like using video cameras and like learning how to edit and things like that so you know while we were hurting ourselves we, we were also just kind of making videos and i think that um was like really important part of my formative life um i i will say though i have i don't think i've seen all the movies i haven't really kept up with them um but like the one redeeming quality i think is like learning that these guys are like seem like genuinely pretty nice people maybe m- most of them i don't know um i think there's a few questionable characters in there but um dave england uh certainly seems like a nice guy um and so yeah it, it but it was it was a little it was like nostalgic for me to um one of the guys died the- right yeah yeah ryan dunn ryan dunn yeah, Ryan Dunn died, and he was like uh, the guy yeah. that was he a druggie. Bam. Um, I, well, I don't know. I think I think he had a he was he oh was a drunk driving. driving or something. Yeah. I, think, well, I think I think him and Bam Margera right. those guys. They think they struggle with abuse. Um, that's the other thing. Bam Margera is from Westchester, Westchester, Pennsylvania. I'm I'm a, from Pennsylvania, and there was like a link there. So it kept him out of the movie. I think got Bam. They, they kept Bam out of the movie. Well, he he couldn't keep his addiction. Mm. He couldn't be sober yeah. for the making of the newest movie, so he couldn't be a part of it. And so yeah, that's I mean, that's, why so he's that's not true. in it. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a bunch of kids that got like probably pretty famous and probably got a good chunk of change in their pocket, and they were all at the age of partying. And I mean, Jackass was a fucking party scene. And I think I I can't be sure, but I think some of those episodes, um had stuff with like them getting real fucked up and like i think that like part of it was they would get real fucked up to do stuff and that that tends to kind of go with it even personally going and shooting videos like that like sometimes you just want to get real drunk and do this shit or get and i'm sure that just gets more and more heightened like i'm sure they're doing fucking there is coke and all sorts of shit and um there was a trajectory i think of where part one like they got famous they and then part two they're really messed up for the the second movie and then by three they're all sober and it's like a sober atmosphere and now even now they're just a sober thing going on and it's like steve-o's like a famous, wild boys yeah. tv show yeah they, they all had like their different little realms of where they went off and did side stories and i i did see all the movies except for this most recent one i i have not seen yet but I think 
that the out of the movies like part three is a very good movie it's like very funny and all the stunts are really thought out and it's mm -hmm. like actually filmed really well and i i don't think they're just thrown together ideas like they i think they they're smart people that are making them and you know they're johnny knoxville is like you know not exactly somebody i love but it you know he, there's something endearing about the friendship that they all have together while they're making it that is in, mm -hmm. like seeing friends hang, hang out is sort of like an endearing thing and so I yeah. think everyone, when they watch it, they feel like they're part of the gang watching and enjoying and laughing. So I think it is a really fun movie, rare thing that exists in our world. And I'm for it. But even though it sounded like I was being angry about how it's all being pushed in hype, I just think it it is because it's it's being treated like one of these things. But I think it's different because it's not just one of these things. Like this is actually a cool thing that was from 20 years ago that's still a pretty cool now and it, it you know yeah, it's, it has it was, life it, it and did really well at the box office i think and I, I i think what i'm always surprised about and maybe i forget about and this very much includes this dave england guy is how smart the people involved are like they're all pretty smart guys you watch it and you're like these must be a bunch of dumb fucks who are like mm. taking shits on each other and fucking smashing their heads in and shit but then they come on and they're all pretty well spoken and they like we're like, oh yeah, we planned that out and we did this and we have all these ideas and, you know, at the end of the day, they're all pretty smart guys. So even like this kind of B character, Dave England, um, was a really smart guy, had a rats off to his shirt, obviously a big fan of Tim and Eric. I feel like those worlds do meet somehow um, with kind of the potty humor and the bullshit that Tim and Eric had and sort of the... Jackass would have some, you know, in the early days, some skits that were kind of like stupid infomercially kind of things or like little dumb ideas like that that were kind of gross, little stupid things, kind of mixed in midget stuff and just like real outlandish kind of shit. And um, well, yeah, man, it still makes pranks. you laugh. Yeah, pranks. And I mean, it still just makes you laugh. Even the dumbest shit. Um, I put on like some early jackass, you know, at work like a couple of years ago because we we're trying to find like funny. It was just we want to find funny clips because we play them during our rehearsals of the sports TV. And I was just like, oh, let's put on some jackass and just just the dumbest, just like riding a bike off of a ramp into just a big bunch of trees, you know, just pine trees or something like it's just stupid. It's not even that dangerous. It's not even that. It's just like <laughs> it's just like aggressively stupid and um it, it makes it very good so all in all it was very fun to have this boy on and he you know to mix these worlds together and i i liked we got here because i just said i liked the straight up jackass talk it was like all right let's just get into it let's talk some jackass hearing some behind the scenes from him it sounds like joe you've maybe heard other guys and, and been hearing this behind the scenes stuff and other stuff so um, I'm sure that's been a, a real riot. Uh, I wrote good guest. Um, somebody called in with some illustrated jackass puns. Uh, that would be, uh, John loves art. John <laughs> loves John art. art. Um, I wanted to definitely sh shout him out. I love this illustration style. It's probably the, 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 my favorite one that I've seen of like the community. Um, I'm really into this. Uh, this guy's really talented and uh, good puns as well. Um, 
Yeah, so. John. Yeah, Johnny Knox. Mm-hmm. Phil. Um, yeah. yeah, he a good mix of office hours stuff and jackass stuff with drawings. So extra points, maybe slap them on the old best zoomer list, or you know, this I was a good one. So. I'd say I slap them so, up yeah. there. He did pretty good. Thumbs I don't know up if, for me. I don't know if the puns Visual were like is, amazing. Is yeah, very helpful. Yeah, and Sorry. you pun. You put a screenshot in here. He has like a comic book style, like you know, kind of a it's mature great. comic book style, which is great. Um, so I liked it as well. Um, so maybe part of the pun competition that could be sure yeah, the, the Ameripun Idol. They're really pushing it with these puns. Um, we'll see. We'll see if my, you know. I'm usually in for the puns. Like, I, you know, I can't, you know, I'm right there with you. We're like, all right, you got one. Let's hear it. <laughs> but the fact that the puns are always being pushed and now it's just like open season for like, I have a pun. It could just be, I like when it used to be a little more focused. Now it's just like, I have a pun and it's just anything. It's just a little too loose right now for me. <laughs> or just people are saying shit. And it's just like, okay, like that's a very mediocre pun. That's not focused on anything that we're talking about. It's like, oh yeah, from a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about Black Sabbath. So I, it's like, is that, you know, shut is the really fuck up. They're, they're no longer off the cuff. Like, uh, yeah, the, well, the stylings of how Doug usually will just rip something off in the moment, where that's what you want a Zoomer to be. If they're if they're coming with visual aid, it, it, there's thought put into it, but it's no. Not. That's that's nice. He he it, focused it, his. There was a jackass guest. He drew some pictures. That's exactly what you want to do. I'm saying there's been a lot of people that just call yeah. in. They're like, I have a pun, and this has nothing to do with anything you're talking about. It's actually a thing from a few weeks ago. It's it's politicians, you know. And it's like, mm, thank you, yeah. thanks for that. These mediocre puns about politicians are a real not waste of my time in the middle of this episode. Thanks. Wasn't for- that always going on though in this? No, now, now it's more so than ever. They used to give a topic. Now. You don't remember them giving a topic? I do. I okay. Do. They haven't been doing that. Now people are just calling in with, I got a pun. It's like, you're right. Yeah, it's okay. an entry yes. point because it's like we have no other business. We just have a random pun that has nothing to do with anything. And it, Yeah. It, we'll Unless it's real down. fucking good. Like carpool tunnel syndrome is a guy who had a pun that has nothing to do with anything but it had a big long story and I guess you get points if it's, if you're doing that big long story style pun. Um, but yeah, had no connection to anything and boy won an NFT horse. So uh, good job. Musical guest Sasami. Oh, no, me. shut up Tucci. Something on the puns. I will say if, if the, if the purpose of a mere pun idol is to maybe curb a little bit of this pun activity. I think that's a great idea. I don't know how you'd think it would be curbing the pun activity. Like let's, let's like, let's um, focus it into like one thing, like, Oh, save it for the Ameripun. Exactly. Let's, let's, let's like cut back on all these. I think you don't don't think like almost no one comes on the show anymore. A zoomer, no one has anything else to say. It's like like pretty much I have a pun and now that's business as usual. Let's see where this goes. I think I I really thought after the last episode of the the live show to end the year last year that they were going to have this. I thought that that song and everything was like we're done with puns like we punned ourselves out and they have not stuck to that at all. They've gone further in with the puns. Well, maybe this is it. I doubt it. Highly okay. doubt it. Let's um, see where it goes. 
right, I'm sure Ameripun Idol is going to have seasons. And listen, this might actually make it fun if they're going to start like ripping right. people's puns and saying you could be a Simon Colic of Ameripun Idol is all about the judging. So if they're going to judge people's puns and be real harsh about it, um, I'm in for that, I guess. Um, Me too. But so th- th- like I said before, like we've said before, their whole version of puns is all fucked up. It doesn't really make sense. They really like these long story form puns, which aren't, I don't know. They're like, it's barely a pun. It's more of like some just wordplay, like carpool tunnel syndrome. I don't know. Is that a pun? I, I don't know. Okay. Second half. Oh yeah. Sasami. Um, any experience with Sasami guys? Yes. Me. I, I know Sasami. I, listened to a few albums i didn't really make the connection that she was also in cherry glazer which i maybe listened to a few of their albums as well and but i've lost track now i haven't continued listening but i have listened so yes i was familiar like the music yes okay familiar you are what you say unfamiliar yeah i was unfamiliar i was unfamiliar as well um i was a little surprised to hear i think at the super bowl special they'd said sasami was somebody they totally didn't know or anything and they just brought her in because she seemed like she was she fit right in telling poop jokes and you know was like all for it so and it turns out she like had a lot of mutual friends it seemed like and fit in real well with the guys but she's beach trash just like dave england's was what she said uh you know yeah out in the back of the van and stuff yeah i would say that there could be a connection through the the Carlin, you know, through him because of um, it just the way he has a show about rockers and his experience of knowing some different musicians from that California scene. I feel like there's a maybe a, not an exact link to Mac DeMarco, but like there is some linkage there of a California punk rock scene. Like Cherry Glazer is sort of a a band that's like an all girl rocker band that has a certain low-key uh rock like punk new punk vibe uh, maybe psychedelic vibe um and she sort of has that as a singular artist as well she was saying she has like a death metal band that she's taking on the road like the sensibilities there is some crossover i think it maybe is a ty seagal sort of scenario of music as well and I i thought it fit in like the dynamic like Tim was just at a festival where she very likely could have been on uh, within that circle of, of bands and music. Yeah, so. no, I, I think that she, I think sensibility wise, it completely made sense. I guess my point of saying that she fit in was more so like she's opening for Japanese breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. And we had Japanese breakfast on a couple of weeks ago and you could see how the two of them reacted to the way things went in a very different way. Sasami was like, Oh, you have to take a shit while you're listening to my music. Like she just understood the vibe and fit in and like understood what was going on. Her and Japanese breakfast are probably very similar musical sensibilities and very similar connections to the show like that. But the type of person, you know, but Japanese breakfast was like, hi, what? You know, like just didn't like, like didn't, you know, didn't come to the party the way that she did. Maybe that has something to do with being in person, but. She's a punker, and I feel like Japanese Breakfast it has a different whole background of coming to music differently, and 
I don't know if their music is that similar, actually, but I, I don't say bill, similar, I, but she's opening. She's opening for her. Right. So, I, they, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know how much music, closer like you like could, could be get. played. It, You're it on a bill together to, on a tour together, you know, just saying yes, that. But the, the Cherry Glazer sort of world is like more like a different style. I, I just wouldn't put those two things next to each other and say they're exactly like exactly. But. I know I'm just saying they're like, two young girls that are singer songwriters that are like, you know, I think she's a little in older. the same circles, clearly in the same circles, whether they're playing the same mm -hmm. style of music. Yeah, it's not they're, really what I'm saying. It's just like, what is your, you know, there was a, a thing that they didn't mention, but Cherry Glazer was on a label called Burger Records, which there was a bad situation that went down with Burger Records. I, bad I, Burger. I feel like they, they kept it on the down low and didn't bring up. There was like some real bad devious sexual stories that came out and everyone that was on that label just it, it like was an abandoned label and it, it's a very frowned upon story it's worth checking out if anyone wanted to but they didn't really even go there with it but i used to be a, a fan of this label because it had cool bands on it and um but that was something that happened maybe last year or something the the people that started that label were just deviants and uh they got in trouble it was a, a news story and uh they i feel like cherry glazer was one of the bands that was like the band you know that was on that label like in the front forefront and so cherry glazer yeah they, they, I, know, just, matt, I don't know matt had band. said matt had said that she is a part of that band and so i didn't realize it but after i like listened to this episode i was like oh yeah she's like in that band but she came on to talk about her band exclusively, and but I feel like Cherry Glazer is a much bigger band. Yeah, you're, so you're throwing speak. around this Cherry Glazer like very she loosely, like we all up. know Cherry Glazer. I've never heard the words they, Cherry Glazer before. I so feel like they blew it up a little bit. I don't know. It, yeah, it, I, okay. I, I don't know Cherry Glazer, but so all right, sorry. talking I about like, it in a way that it's like so common knowledge, like, oh, fucking Cherry Glazer. Like, I don't know Cherry Glazer, but what kind of music is Cherry Glazer? they're like a punk rock they're like this girl's music exactly like that it's just she's maybe doing solo a solo thing uh, with her own band and um that's what you know basically she was promoting so when it, i feel like terry glazer is sort of like a big band but maybe to me because it, i'm like more in touch with certain circles of music but um well i think the sasami yeah. just had like a big pitchfork like release you know like a big like uh you know what I mean? Like, I think Sasami yeah. just this been year. Around yeah. a while. Well, I feel like there was albums a while ago because I don't know how else I would know about her already, but I feel like there was albums maybe four or five years ago where she was making stuff. So, um, for sure. I, I, that, that's why I know her. But um, Okay. Sorry if you don't know who Cherry Glazer is. Cherry Glazer with two R's at the end. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm not. A, I'm not really a big fan of that type of music. Um, personally, the like punk. I, uh, you know, like this. I didn't latch upon it either. Shit, I, know, I, like, like I, like but I appreciated their first album, and I feel like Matt Carlin interviewed somebody from meat bodies and so like there's this crossover of like it's a very similar place in mm -hmm. california right now and so she's talking about being in a van 
and going surfing. Like this is the, these are the exact people like that she would be around and be listening to that kind of music. The Jackass thing fits in. Like you, when you watch Jackass movies, it's got all kinds of punk music in the background of all the episodes. Like that's exactly where she fits into this whole thing. I feel like so. If I'm gonna draw draw you know conclusions here. Okay. Well. Um... I don't think I'm gonna listen to Cherry. Do you like Cherry Glazer? <laughs> like we just are talking so much about Cherry Glazer. Like it's just like, what is like? Do you are you a Cherry Glazer fan? I like the first album. Okay. I didn't follow up with repeat listens to all the other albums, but I know they okay. blew up and they were getting a lots of attention in like the Pitchfork realm of just like this is a good band and they're they're kind of successful and like they've made a name for themselves yeah. here. Okay, sure. I think they transitioned to being something more like where they got more producers involved and they became like even more, you know, of having a following, you know, but I, I didn't more so than Sasami, you it. think? Yes. But then again, what do I know? Like, I'm just saying she, I was aware of her a few years back and now here she is again promoting something new. She, you know, it's interesting here is that something. Sasami went to the Eastman, graduated from the Eastman School of Music in 2012. Oh, sorry, that wouldn't. I was like, oh, I, I think I thought maybe I knew some. A lot of my friends graduated from the Eastman School of Music, and Tucci lives right Rochester. near the Eastman School of Music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right down the street. We went down a hole. Sasami, did we enjoy her music on the show? Did we enjoy her presence? Let's listen to yes. a song so Tim can take a shit, which was a funny little thing they're, they're playing these i think they're typing things into the computer and running them through a either just like the i think you could just like right click on a word and have your computer read it you know um but yeah so yeah joe you liked it yeah tucci yeah i thought it was a good tune i was into it okay um yeah, I, like I said, I don't think this type of music's really for me. Um, it's fine, but it's like I wasn't. The kids like, are into it. The yeah, I wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna go check this out right away. It was, it was, you know, uh, it wasn't really that for me. Mary Lattimore, on the other hand, I'm, I am gonna get into. It's reminiscent of like, remember that band Deerhoof, like, yeah, or yeah. Blonde Redhead. Like, it has that sort of like grungy way about it. So maybe her like albums, maybe 90s, her albums sound 90s. different, but her, her just like solo playing her little song did not do a lot for me. <laughs> Vic said it was the loudest sound check ever. <laughs> Tim, Tim was offended by that. It's hard to do that kind of music by yourself in just with like one instrument, like it, to really sell that sort of sound that you'd need the whole band, I feel like, but you know, whatever, doesn't matter. Not super memorable for me, but I did think that she uh, did a fine job as a as a musical guest, supporting guest, whatever. Anything else from this episode? We had no, Phil we, Braun, um, which we've yeah. already talked about, but I think Phil with the green screen and the 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 red turtleneck. This was kind of the classic Phil look here. Hmm. I feel like this is classic Phil these days. The wig and the um red turtleneck looking great and um i mean we have four or five 
best bronze you know going into the yeah we have a lot so like the fact a lot that the fact about. that i think i like this this like uh the fact that this has the board horse thing in it like is extra bonus points because that's all just such a funny thing mm-hmm. this actual fill him on the show i don't think was like exceptionally really funny i kind of like how tim steamrolled him a little bit and by the end phil was just like okay fine you know like he didn't really fight back too hard and it was kind of that kind of made me laugh a little bit like he was sort of like well you know if you're gonna like steal my stuff like you can't do that but tim's like well i've already done it you know like i'm just taking him like it's happening she's like well all right well he tried to have some visual aids with the the board horses with a z website and some things that he mentioned were were cute and were funny and it made you know made me laugh a bit i would say that as far as braun bits go like it he didn't feel like he really got to dig into that one too much it kind of you know he did get steamrolled and you know it was just a quick one-off situation he did have a wound on his head though and he was mentioning how he had to get like an implant removed or something and he was he had the elon musk uh, neural link removed yeah he ripped it out of his head the yeah, neural, no. the Neuralink from the monkey thing, you know, from the mm-hmm. couple weeks back. So we're, we're having bits going, yeah. yeah. That go from week to and week. Usually like it I doesn't. Said, usually he just like right. dies or you know like whatever. Yeah, they're usually standalone bits, but there's uh-huh. been. Uh, I like you know over. we can we can have some we can have some arcs. Sure. I think Board Horse look, will probably continue. I mean, look, yes. Joel Tem- Joel Temperland is a you know yeah that's, that's an arc yeah. Okay, well, I think that'll about do it for that episode, and we got to move this along. We're slow. Yeah, we are just, God, talked about God. Cherry Glazer for a half hour. <laughs> I just really wanted to, Joe was saying Cherry Glazer so many times, I had right. to find out more about Cherry Glazer. You can't say Cherry Glazer on this episode 17 times and not expect to be talked about. There should be a John Glazer, you know, they yeah. figure something out with Cherry Glazer. New York Cherry Jackathan Glazer. All right, so as far as episodes go, um, we had Demi Adijoibe, motherfuckers, Dang. on uh, on the last episode. And this was one of those classic guys that maybe doesn't know any of everybody and only says a few things throughout the episode. We kind of went back. Jackass guy was like, Mm-hmm. Oh, I can fucking hold my own and I'm going to chip in quite a bit here and I have things to say and I have a thing to promote and I'm going to be around. Okay. You're not going to forget that I'm here. The camera's going to cut to me a lot. Uh, Demi Adijo, oh, Jesus, Adijo eBay, Demi Adijo eBay, on the other hand, um, you know, kind of, you could tell maybe didn't you know, wasn't super comfortable jumping in all the time, was quiet for long periods of time, but I yeah. thought he had a nice energy here. And I, like I said, like we've said before, I, I like people that kind of know, you know, how Tim acts differently. You know what I mean? Just, that's just how it works. Tim had mm-hmm. the jackass guy on and wasn't as much of a steamroller. He was wanted to ask questions, was interested in that thing, blah, blah, blah. This guy, you could tell Tim was just in full, I don't give a fuck mode. I don't really maybe know who you are. So you're just going to be there and we're just, I'm just going to do my thing. Um, yeah, a little, it's a little Whitmer Thomas, a little 
Alan Resnick, like that mm-hmm. type of vibe, right? Yes, yes. It's that style episode. But I'll say the episode was fun and, and light and loose. Um, I listened to a bit of this episode because I just haven't had a lot of time here. So um, uh, let's see. What do we got? I mean, I think the, the Marshalls, Shake Shack, Ross game was a classic just dumb thing that I thought actually turned out to be pretty fun and time filler little thing. Um, Do you guys play along? I mean, of course. I mean, I thought it was a very hard. I mean, it's just completely random. What three stores did I go to? Well, he, you know, he mentioned the, the he went, went to that event, you know, and I thought it was like, oh, all right, well, maybe there's maybe it's linked where he like had to go shopping for something. And, um, you know, well, it turns out he was shopping for on cinema gear, um, mm-hmm. which maybe it might you might have been helped out, like maybe a hint of what he was doing that, you know, like, I guess that would have given away. But if you would have said that, you probably would have guessed Marshall's in there. If you're saying I was searching for shopping for on cinema, my wondering is how did he come up with the other two, which I think were Home Depot or was it, there was like seven stores or something. It was just like, maybe they were all in the same plaza. Yeah. Like a big yeah. Doug plaza. sort of said, oh, there was a, I know where you went and there was, these stores are all near each other. Maybe. Well, I think three of them, I think three of them were in the same plaza and then the mm-hmm. other ones were just kind of randomly spread out. But I don't know. Th- this kind of just brings up, Tim talking about going into like a shitty kind of Marshall's type store or Ross's. It's just kind of fun to think about the real yeah. Tim Heidecker going into a store, you know, like just yeah. like him looking at these shitty clothes, like just picturing what he wears on on cinema and thinking that sometimes Tim actually goes out and buys these shitty clothes like himself makes me happy, you know, because I, yeah. that, that's one of the things that, I don't fully know about. And I think wardrobe is a huge, huge part of the whole Tim and Eric world on cinema for sure. All Mm. about the wardrobe. And I was like, does he have a guy that just comes with like a bunch of shit, non ill fitting, crappy clothes that he tries, you know, but no, it sounds like he's taking his weekend to go to Ross's and Marshall's and TJ Maxx and like finding, you know, kind of shit stuff. That's like just shitty enough. Like not, (laughs) total you know just like the perfect amount of what that character guy might do you know uh which i guess makes me happy that he he cares so much as to do to do that himself um so yeah that's what i have to say about that Tooch. yeah me too i I thought this was like a really interesting bit of information i don't know if tim meant for it to to come out that way no but um Right. But like, yeah, I, I was, I'm totally with you. I thought that was really cool. Like, Oh, Tim is out shopping for his character, you know, um, <laughs> which is, I don't know, wild to me. I guess I, I assume that they just had like a, a room of clothing somewhere. And, but, um, but yeah. And then the other thing is like th- this day of Tim shopping, like, you know, I guess he can't, when he goes to Shake Shack, is it like he just can't resist going to Shake Shack. Is he eating by himself? <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Yeah, when Shake Shack's on the list, like oh yeah, clearly I went to Shake Shack. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I had a fun time imagining what what this day was like for him, and um, yeah, it, it's it was really interesting to hear that he's shopping for on Cinema Tim. That's surprising. 
Um, I guess one of the other things to talk about was this Alex Jules who called in. That was kind of a long, I guess he's kind of a guest. Was I don't know if he was an announced guest, but, you know, he was on he was, long enough, right? He was on enough to promote something, and they're going to be together somehow doing some music. So, you know, I think they were, he was slated to come on there and be part of it uh, as a guest, I think. And he was on for a long time. And I yeah, say, I mean, he, he, yeah, he had like more... I don't know. He was like kind of treated more like a, I don't know. He was like asked questions and stuff. I felt like the guy they had, the Demi guy, they didn't really <laughs> just kind of left him there. They didn't ask him very much. I think like at the end of the thing, Tim was like, well, what do you got going on? You got like, just like, I was like, what does this guy do? I don't know. What is he a comedian? I know him. Like, I don't, I, didn't, yeah, I just didn't know. I know him from a million podcasts. He's like on me a too. shitload of podcasts. He's on, okay, great. he's on, you're talking. <laughs> talking heads to my talking head he was on a thing called punch up the jam he was on more uh, guys playing check he was on comedy bang bang he was on lauren lapkus he's on shit loads of fucking okay podcasts. so he's a podcast you guy know, i can go on yeah. and on and on Good. is that what we're saying he's in podcasts he's like, random really, comedian guy on podcasts he's like multi-faceted talented guy he he yeah. did a, a podcast for two seasons where like they had a, a musical scenario where he they would have a song and they dismantle it, then rewrite it, and like he's music talented, uh, comedy. He's like perfect sensibilities for for Tim, and they didn't even like talk about any of it. It was sort of strange to have him on and not be talking about any of it. Like it, it was weird. okay. Yeah, well, this but, is where I'm at. Okay. I don't know who he is. I don't listen to all these podcasts, so I don't know who he is or what he does or what is going on. He... And if his whole thing is podcasts. They didn't say that once. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, he, I think he's transitioning into doing more actorly things now, too. He's he's uh, young. He's like 29. He's like he writes for like, you know, TV shows now. But yeah, he was he's very much known to like the kids of like comedy, you know, and because I listen to so many podcasts like I can't get I, I, he's always around all, all over the place. He's on everybody's podcast. So having mm. him on this podcast was like, oh, it makes perfect sense. But when he was on, like you say, he didn't say that much and they didn't really ask him about anything. And he held his own, but he, you know, I, I feel like had they talked about anything with him, he would have had lots to say, but they just They didn't. talked about like one thing that they said so quickly that I didn't even know what they were talking about. They're like, oh, so do you write that? Like, do you write and edit that? Like while you're doing this? And it was like, what? Are they talking about they like said the word real quick like it was supposed to be something i knew maybe like oh yeah the september thing like right was that a thing september huh. does this make sense to you they said a thing called those september things and the tim's like oh yeah you got that coming up and he's like oh i'm not really doing that anymore i'm like i don't even know what you guys are talking about yeah i i will say um i when i saw that demi was going to be in the show i was excited i i the he was on speaking of all the podcasts he was on he was on gilmore guys and i i, I listened to right every episode of that podcast because i like gilmore girls and uh that there's way I, more I, yeah i was very familiar with demi and i was like i was like oh man this could this is a good fit he's gonna be on office hours demi wrote for james corden for like two years and he's not a writer on there anymore but as much as tim and the guys rip late night tv how do they not get into 
writing for James Corden. Like I like um You're saying there was juicy been. stuff there that they just left yeah, on the table. So much tons think, of stuff you could have talked about and, I, and they didn't talk about anything. Ultimately, I think, of course, it's like, yeah, it's it's up to Tim and, you know, it's his discretion, either how, how familiar he is with the guest or how much research he's done. In this case, very little on both ends, uh, you know, obviously. So we didn't get into it. It was that Alan Resnick uh, type thing where it's just kind of he, the, the guest plays a, a bit role and there's not much digging into, you know, their lives. And I think that was a, a little bit of a missed opportunity. Um yeah, I, maybe we get Demi back. Who if knows? Demi, you know, he's not going to, I feel like he was just there, just like ready to just handle any question, but he didn't get any. So he just, whatever was going with the flow, he just would chime in, but he didn't like say, by the way, I got this to say, or I, I've been on no, this you show need, Listen, like, if, no, you're guest, you, if you're a guest, you need to be, you know, this is not on him at all. This is definitely on Tim and the gang um, who you know they like talked about his overalls <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, I mean, like if you just scroll through the episode and see the amount of times they cut to him it's just not very many and i think some of the things that they talk about is like this you know we talk about the beatles and the beach boys and this guy's just like you know i don't know like you know what i mean just like not his world clearly you know what i mean um yeah. and he I could forget, hold his own on on any subject they want but like they just didn't talk about anything that would be interesting to him you know like where he's gonna give you a whole lot back where and he's and they try to make funny and talented person they tried to make yeah that I, I believe the... i believe that but that like i think the show was did a bad job like i'm not i don't think the guy did a bad job no i yeah. think the show did a bad job of saying who is this guy let's talk to him about some of his life and do something with him other rather than just let him sit there yeah it was wasted yeah it was, I, I think I, it was a bit I, of a waste okay maybe he so, comes back but it sounds like he's gonna be on a project until august like he briefly mentioned like i'll be in iceland for you know yeah could have asked one more on, question about that was like <laughs> what no, is that project tell us no, what that is Reykjavik, like, no. like okay well gonna move on to talking about something else no i think this was a i would say not a home run as far as a special guest and like letting the audience kind of know who that person was but maybe, I mean, Joe, you're saying, you guys are both saying you know this guy really well. Maybe yes. I'm the one that's asleep at the wheel here, and every most people do know a little more about him. So just having him around was, like, enough. Like, maybe he just brings kind of an energy to podcasts. Maybe he's this kind of, you know, he seemed like a very dry, like, I don't, does he, is this not what he's like in these other podcasts? Like, I, like what, he's, he's, he's doing all this like hilarious big... stuff. Like, what's happening? Like, Nothing he, he did here he's was a big hilarious. Presence. He's a big presence on other people's podcasts where, you know, none of that came forward in this episode. So I, I and I think it suffered because they didn't like he got into in the way he was like, he's into like, baking. It was like I another mean, thing. That's just, he, he can just, just roll with any sort of thing that Tim brings up and that's what he's sort of good at. But you know, he, they didn't pursue anything that he could offer the show like at one moment he's like i wasn't even sure if he was comedian like, like a writer, he, yeah it did he's like a multifaceted guy he's funny he can he can he's musically trained in different ways like they didn't really get into that much like i don't even know fully 
all the things he is doing. I would have liked to hear about him, but we didn't get, get any of that. So maybe I'll have to go to a, some other podcast to, to get that. So. I mean, I don't know if people like these podcasts that Joe and I are talking about are kind of, well, they're not really niche. Gilmore guys is probably a bit niche, but like, um, yeah, I don't know if you're, if you're a normal person, you're going to be familiar with writers. Well, it's comedy know. heads, you know what I it's mean? Comedy like comedy heads. Yeah, sure. If comedy he's heads know Doug this guy movies, he's on love it or leave it. He's on crack podcast. He's on hello from he's the magic tavern. He's on comedy bang, 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 don't say he's in cherry glazer. You schmuck. Um, but, uh, <laughs> pump up the jam. Or whatever that whole show was like a long <laughs> show that yeah. still just, exists or whatever. It, like it was just neat to see his name on the on the billing for the show. I listened to this guy speak for thousands of minutes. You know, listen to hundreds, like two over two hundred episodes of his podcast, and um, yeah, we didn't get a lot out of him, and that was kind of a bummer. Well, yeah, well they had they had this. I mean, this is going to be a little bit of cut at the guy, but you have this guy Alex Jules who's on, who's like. You know, just a random ass piano player who's good at playing Billy Joel songs and is like touring with the monkeys. And it's like, let's hear all about your life and everything you're doing and ask you all sorts of questions. You're like a 15 minute Zoom guest. And I feel like I know a lot more about that guy. Yeah. Um, and he yeah. had like and he like had something to bring. Like he bought the Ted Nugent thing. There was like a whole you know what I mean? It was like, meanwhile, the main guy who's in studio doesn't really get anything. I couldn't tell. I couldn't name you one thing that that guy is in or what I should go check out or any or anything. You know what I mean? Like, I did. I honestly don't didn't. He wasn't even sure if he was a comedian or what. Like, I just was very confused about his presence. And that could be totally my uh ignorance in the comedy it's world not, or something. It's not but, your fault. They didn't they didn't. You know, they wasted his appearance. I feel like they they just had him show up and were hoping he was going to bring it. And they, you know, he's not that kind of presence. I feel like you got to know a little research maybe and, and, you know, find out some good stuff and you get some comedy moments that could happen, you know? Yeah. But no, I feel like the moments, I feel like the moments um, that were there, he played them very straight. It was like, oh, you're into baking. And he was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm into baking. Like I, I like to, and he talked very seriously about the things that he bakes and sure. there was no joke. There was no bit. It was just real. I'm into baking during the pandemic. I got into baking and I like to bake and it was like, okay, well, you know, mm -hmm. cool. Um, mm -hmm. So we're not, you know, okay. There's no jokes here. Um, I don't know. So there was, yeah, it just wasn't super. And you know what? I did listen to a lot of this, which maybe didn't help. Um, I don't know if you guys listened or watched, but um, maybe sometimes I listening... listened to it and then I, I I looked at it again a little bit today just mm -hmm. to refresh. Like, did I miss some sight gag sort of things? And I did. There was a few video clips of things like there was a moment where they were talking about the Alec Baldwin and they had like a reenactment oh, video oh, you know and that thing was sort of weird and like that was a moment where i had this i had just listened to the show and there was like a a call out to paul rust because he's like it's funny they made a whole documentary about paul rust because the movie's called rust or whatever and mm -hmm. 
that was funny to me because I just had listened to a Paul Rust podcast where he's like talking about how he met Tim Heidecker at a comedy festival. And it was like literally the two things have nothing to do with each other, but it was like this whole thing for me that I was like, oh, that's so weird. But he says Paul Rust in the, in the show this week about that. And I, I thought that was a minutia moment for me that I like to think about that crossover thing there but yeah you know what nothing to do with you know what tim said here that i'm remembering i just because i was scrolling through so i was like what the hell did this guy talk about he was saying he tim maybe kind of implied that he kind of heard of demi from eric slick right uh, right um which he kind of really dog yeah so then they went to the dr dog thing which obviously again became about tim and not about him it was like oh yeah i actually saw you do the thing and you know we went to the tim playing the hot piss thing tim you know i mean there was a funny story about tim being called eric from the guy and then tim talked about being at zebulon and the drunk guy there was just a lot of like you know no, now that you mention it, we're gonna we can tell a story about I could say something about myself, <laughs> you know, kind of uh situation going yeah. on uh there. The, which maybe this episode story. had a little a little much of, I guess. Is uh oh, by the way, I have something to say about myself here, which you know, that's the show, but um Yeah, the show started off with him saying that he was doing his comedy character live for uh -huh. like a, a, a function he was saying i stayed out i had two beers and like there was a lot of tim just talking about himself and things going on with him and like which is usual but it's you normal, know yeah i think um, yeah i think that when there's loaded a, with that when there's a guest that he's not familiar with and i don't know i don't, I don't want to say not interested in but just so unaware of he doesn't know what to ask maybe he doesn't know what to talk about. He's trying to find ways in by talking about himself and hoping that opens up a door or something. But I thought more, I thought maybe on a, on a more than usual front, there was like less being asked of the guest. Yeah. Look, that skill of someone not knowing about an interviewee and, and acting, you know, enthusiastic or interested, that's like a, like, who has that skill? Like Jimmy Fallon, you know, it's like, it's like fake, right? And I don't think Tim has that in his bag and I don't think he wants to. No, um, but he could also, you could also just cute. Like if you don't know, you could just be that guy that doesn't know and you say, could be oh, interested. Well, yeah, you could be interested. A little. And I think he tried a little bit. I think he's, there was some times like, so what do you do with music? You know, there was, there was some things that came up and I felt like the Demi guy also wasn't there to be like, I think he was maybe his front was like, listen, if you don't, if you, you know, if you kind of don't know yeah. who I am or don't want to like get into not the way I would expect, yeah, like I'm not going to give you much. Like I'm going to give you some straightforward stuff. Like, oh yeah, I know Dr. Dog. Right. I was a fan of his wife and that's how I know them. And I saw you play live. No joke. It's all just the real story. I'm and feeling I like Matt Carlin is booking these guests based upon like them being good guests. And then it's up to Tim maybe to be interested or not be interested in the moment. And he's not, if he's not, or he doesn't really know, he just, you know, will go with whatever is on his mind at the moment. And there's an opening to talk about his thing with Dr. Doug and his performance. Like we're going to go down a long tangent on that. Well, rehashing. Well, the guy was at that show. Comedy. I mean, what are you, yes. you going to do? You got to talk about it. Right. Um, I mean, the guy brought it up. So, 
Yes. I, I will say I'm not going to blame. I, I'm, I do want to blame Demi a little bit as well for not, yeah. you know, not engaging a little bit. We had fucking Dave England on there. Who's just random ass jackass guy. Who's, you know, kind of jumping in all the time and saying shit. And he wasn't at all. I don't want to say nervous or like whatever. You know, I didn't detect nerves, but I, I agree somewhat that he was he wasn't giving anything back to like he kind of was like treating it as if you don't really know anything about me, I'm not going to go out of my way to say anything more. Like I'm just going to sit there, you know. I'm not. Yeah, gonna... Sometimes you have to ask questions. Sometimes you have to engage a little bit. Sometimes you have to seem like you know about their podcast. You know, it goes both ways. I'm not going to blame it all on the boys for not knowing. Also, Vic and Doug also just didn't seem terribly interested um, in, I don't know. It just, for whatever reason, I think with Whitmer and with Alan Resnick, it felt different to me. Like they were their buddies. Like they're like, oh, we're friends with these guys. So we're just sitting there and it doesn't matter that we're not saying anything because outside of this situation, we're all buds. And like, it's just like, hey, I'm just like here. You know what I mean? Like we're going to go have a beer after yeah. this and we all know each other very well. Where this one was like, all right, not really much happening, but I didn't get the feeling that they knew each other. So it was a little bit more awkward in the, you're an in-studio guest. I don't know. I could be wrong about all what this. What about like, what about someone like Devandra Banhart and how he, they know? Like was he, because I felt like he's a little bit, a little bit way he's back. He's older he's, and he's been in the game longer. Of just yeah, I mean, Tim, I think has a lot of respect and, for him. Knows all about his music, and it's he's all not very... a young guy. That guy's like mutual age groups to like Tim, whereas this guy's twenty nine. There's there's like a demographic sort of they're like they don't cross paths enough in this in the comedy worlds, and he's a younger generation of comedy, and and so I don't know if there's a lot of meeting of the minds there for Tim yeah. and this guy. Look, I think what I'm t my takeaway is it's just it's not easy to have a guest on that you're not buds with or have a connection with. You know, I think I, that's it. I mean, because if you look at all these, most of these guests, I mean, yeah, they're they're either in their circle or you know, in an adjacent circle or something like that, and um, it's what you get. I think is this what or you, you get. know about them because they're right. like a musician sure. that's been around a while, and you like are right. interested in them and want to ask them questions and stuff. Of course, of course, yeah, yeah. And when you're when you're yeah, a writer, maybe you don't you know you don't, you don't garner as much attention in the industry. Um, yeah, I think a lot of guests come on and they're like excited to be on the show because they know like the how exciting it would be to meet Tim, you know, because he's like this kind of comedy cult classic leader you know like he has this presence where the the people coming on are excited whereas this guy he might not even care that much i don't know i i was getting the vibe that he was sort of like not impressed and he was just like i'm here you know what, what you want to ask me something i'll answer but i'm not gonna yeah he's playing it cool. he's he to... playing it cool he wasn't nerding out or anything also the real um, tim just goes to staples and marshall and ross and shake shack you know yeah like not like that not said always. all of this kind of critique said i will say i i enjoyed the episode just fine i hadn't really thought of this until now until was just kind of trying to go over the episode and it was like well what do i have to say about this guy and i'm learning now that i didn't learn anything about the guy yeah. that's what i've learned um is that bad i don't know is it i don't know like it's kind of a bummer that i've like it's just kind of in one year and out the other a little bit with this I don't feel the urge to go and check out this guy's stuff. 
it's not his fault. It's not Tim's fault. It's not anybody's fault. But sometimes you have an episode and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go check out their stuff because they did something for me and I, 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 I like what they did and it did something and I'm interested. And they said a lot of interesting things about this or that or writing. I'm interested in writers. I would love to have heard anything about anything. Uh, didn't get that. So I'm probably not going to rush out to, 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 to seek out the stuff. I did want to know what they were talking about. Something, you know, they were like talking about one thing called September or something. I don't know. They were like, there was stuff that was so loosely said. I was like, huh? Is that something cool? Is that something I should know about? Is that something that everybody knows about and I don't know about? Like, am I? I didn't know about it and I was interested to know more, but I would say it's because I know him from so many other entry points. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I think a lot of people that like younger people listen to podcasts. And so there's chances are other people will know this guy and would have seen that he was going to be on. We would be excited to hear, hear that dynamic on the show. And then we're feeling like how we're feeling now we're just like well it really didn't pan out to really too much and it was kind of so you guys have, have you guys heard his name said a lot of times yeah definitely so, very, so, so you can just say it real easily demi did you eBay? demi do we and i'm gonna butcher it because i'm a butcherer okay but, you the, know the september the, the september videos are a series that he had on youtube dancing to the earth wind and fire song and just like they're you know millions of views on some of these um so okay so you looked it up yeah 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 you didn't know you just looked them up no i'm looking it up right now um i but and um i don't even subscribe to him on youtube so i wasn't even i didn't even know he had this presence on youtube okay so he's known in the many corners of the internet as the september guy for the videos he's been making of himself singing dancing and defying the laws of ficus to the famous earth wind and fire song for the last few years okay so he's got like a viral Okay. And he said, so, finally, I get to tell you about the cool things I've been doing. <laughs> That's funny. It seems like he's maybe having this problem, <laughs> like just in general, <laughs> that he's like getting known for things and nobody's asking him about what he's actually doing. And like, it seems like even this September thing is like some stupid thing that, uh, you know, maybe he wishes he didn't wasn't involved you know like yeah sounds like he just wants to talk about other stuff i mean look um, and i this we we maybe we should have done our research on demi but I, I if someone's thinking that my response would be well we should have learned about this stuff on the podcast so there you go well again these september videos since they're so popular and tim i think tim is a big youtube guy you know maybe they assume sometimes that these are um you know, just more common knowledge or something. Um, it looks like this guy wears these overalls a lot. <laughs> he's wearing them in this video. <laughs> so he's got a... All right, well, I'm going to dig a big Demi Bay dive. Um, There's like a gazillion different podcasts that you can... You just search his name and your feed and like a thousand different things will come up and you'll be like, oh, I, I know all these shows like he's been on with everybody. So like Gilmore Girls, Mike? Yeah. No, I don't. Never seen it. Don't care right, about well, it. When, and when you uh, dive into that, Gilmore Guys is a great companion piece. OK, so not going to do that. I promise you that. I can promise you with all my heart. I will not be doing it. Right, let's wrap it up. Yeah, I got to go. This is way too long. Way too long. It's a terrible <laughs> episode of We Like Having Fun. I apologize for that um that's bro i thought it was i thought this is a good episode actually 
I was kidding. I mean, it was fine. <laughs> oh, oh, no, it's more than fine. It's good. It's hard to go over an, a blah episode. That's my opinion about it became a blah episode, not because they're not oh. funny. Tim is always funny. Everything he says is funny, but like sometimes you have a guest on where you're hoping it's going to be good and it just doesn't deliver. So that's what I'd say maybe about this episode. If someone's listening to our thing, we're, it's a hard to critique something well when it's not so interesting, you know? So there you go. Well, Tim said, I hope you enjoyed the show this week. I thought it was a fun one. Boy, it's really been a run of good shows lately. What's been the last bad one? Wait, I don't want to know. Um, so, you know, he, Tim thought it was a good one, uh, but kind of just gave it one sentence. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Rocky, Robbie Krieger. I thought it was a good one. Strange ending also. Yeah. No drop concert. We had Robbie Krieger's very bizarro fucking guitar (laughs) national anthem, which did make me laugh. I did. I did see that. And, uh, that was painful cringe. Um, never I'm also never going to call an episode of Office Hours bad. I mean, that's not a no. podcast about it. That's going to be bad. Blah is what will. Uh, blah with Joe said. I'm not going <laughs> to say that. That's Joe's blows. I, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to sign that. But um, yeah, you know, I was I was misled, Tooch. I thought it was going to be know. gold. And it, it, I, I feel know. like I would. It, it was a flat episode for I me. But was... I, I would say that. When you watch, you're always smiling and laughing. Whatever Tim is saying, he's always, always funny, and the guys are always laughing along. And there's there's usually funny zooms that come into the show, and you know, I feel this like one I just didn't a, have a couple. I, this, good, I didn't good, have a lot of I didn't have a lot of time to like note stuff, but I enjoyed the episode. Like it went by, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, there was some Billy Joel stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm just forgetting. I just forgot. My brain is a fucking fried meatball over here. I, Too I'm many working for, been working for fucking cigarettes. like 25 days straight, 12 hours a day. I'm losing my mind. It's the final day of the Olympics today. The closing ceremony. Fuck my ass. I'm ready for it to be over. So I apologize. I'm, I'm not totally locked in. But I did, I did enjoy the episode, um, and uh, I like Vic's new merch, too. So um, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, Joseph Allen Art on Instagram. We always like to self-promote a little bit. MikeTucci.com on the internet. And uh, that's going to do it. Jam Band Workout. Jam Band Workout on Instagram. Um, I don't really do money posts anymore, but it exists. It's fine. It's funny. You don't, I don't really do any posts, but I still get, fo- you know, I still getting some followers just for nothing. So you don't really need a social media agent, I've, I've realized, because what they do is they incessantly want to post things. And for me as an Instagrammer, when I see incessant posts i'm you know more than usually turned off from the incessant posts which i know that i was very guilty of um you need to let it breathe i think sometimes and pick and choose i think it's time to go back to the old days of jam bands just you you just gotta do the stories the daily stories keep everybody on the on the on track with you right that's what people want they don't want the actual grid of instagram they want the story (laughs) content (laughs) 
Nobody likes that feed. That no feed one gives bag. two shits about your fucking grid anymore. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what that means. The grid. Is that, oh yeah, you know like, what that means. That's that's like on the Instagram lingo. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I. I don't think I know enough. I just know. I know. I know posts. All right, I gotta go. <laughs> Sorry. Take care, Bye. everybody. Have a nice grid. Goodbye. Bye. It's in a cherry glazer. <laughs> everybody, let's check out cherryglazer.com with two R's at the end, as I found out. Take care. <laughs>